0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. (laughs) Aw,
0: babe, just a few.
1: (laughs) All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some too.
2: The <laughs> uh, smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's.
1: And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece, spicy or classic, for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer a combo meal.
3: On Tuesday, November 27th, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau and me, Jay Zawaski at Rabid Brewing in Homewood for our Puck Cancer fundraiser and watch party as the Blackhawks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Tickets are $10, and all proceeds go to the family of Meredith Garcia. Meredith lost her battle with cancer in May, and her family needs our help. Every ticket is an entry into our grand prize raffle, which includes Blackhawks tickets and a signed jersey. Go to madhousepod.com slash events to purchase tickets. That's madhousepod.com slash events. We'll see you at Rabid Brewing and Homewood on November 27th.
2: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708 708- 478 6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. With locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit Chuck'sCafe.com. And by Rabbit Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts. NBC Chicago's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy Jay
4: Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into this Bears Fever edition. Nah, I'm just kidding of Bears. the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Navo from NBC Five, and with me, as always, is the pride and the joy of Homewood, Illinois, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay. We were just talking about this before we started recording that it doesn't feel like it, but the Blackhawks have kind of quietly been turning things around a bit lately. They've taken six of a possible eight points in their last four games, and I believe they are a point or two out from a playoff spot after a horrendous stretch of hockey. And yet here we are because the Western Conference is so weird this season. They're in somewhat okay shape standings wise.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's hard to realize that because i haven't felt really good about any of the games the hawks have played um they haven't been great performances even the wins have been kind of like you know i thought the minnesota game was solid i think you know the i think the first and third the hawks had the edge in play minnesota had a better second but look uh make no mistake a lot of this is to the credit of the nhl's second star of the week Corey crawford he has been awesome over this last stretch and uh he was honored today with the second star of the week behind Cam Atkinson who was first. I didn't even look at who was third. It doesn't matter. They all pale to Crawford, my friend. Um but yeah, it's it's six of the last eight. It's surprising, but it's good. That's a good thing if you're not playing well but you're still getting points. Um every point we we learn this no matter how good your team is in the NHL, points matter. Like you need a lot of points to get into the playoffs. Um, so anytime you could take one in a game you probably didn't deserve it or whatever that's a good thing um I think the Minnesota game for me was the probably the the best glimpse of Jeremy Cowden's system working it seems like it's starting to finally take shape a little bit you're starting to see some consistency in how the Hawks are playing how they're setting up how they're attacking. I. You know, I I still don't think this is a great team by any means, but uh, if they're going to be competitive and and they're improving under the system, then I'm going to wait and see before I write them off in any way.
4: Well, I mean, if this is like the Jeremy Colleton system where they're getting outshot 40 to 28, I don't know if that's necessarily something I'm going to buy into but no I'm just I'm kidding obviously I think that the stats don't really tell the full story of that game like you said I thought the Blackhawks did a really solid job in the first period of that game and then I really liked the way they finished it as well but yeah the middle stages of that game there's still obviously quite a bit of work to do because the Blackhawks just have not been able to put forward a consistent 60 minute effort in any game i can think of recently they always have these kind of lulls and i know those are common in hockey but i don't think it's to the level that the blackhawks are where they just completely go silent in a period like they did in the second against minnesota the last I think it was like 30 minutes of the game against st louis i mean it's that kind of thing where they just they seem like once they take their foot off the gas there's no like Kind of downshift. It's just a complete stop, like to their game. And I think that they need to kind of work on bringing a more consistent effort, um, on a minute by minute basis. Yeah, you're going to still have some lulls, but I don't like the kind of wild fluctuations in play in terms of their tempo, in terms of their intensity. I know we're obviously talking about a team like you said that's been taking a lot of points lately, but. It's just it's felt weird because they just haven't been able to do that that good solid play that they've shown at times. They haven't been able to do that consistently.
3: Yeah, and it's you know you say it gets away from them a little bit, but when it gets away from them, it's gone. Like they're chasing the puck around like it's the, they there will be long periods of time where it's like when was the last time the Hawks actually controlled the puck? Yeah, and it feels like a really really long time, and I wonder how much of that is. And you use the word effort. I don't think you're questioning your work ethic, but I think I wonder what percentage of it is work versus talent or effort versus mm. talent. Because, look, the this team is top heavy and you've seen Jeremy Cowton over the last few days load up that top line with Sod and Taves and Kane. And I guess the philosophy there as well, if we are dominating the game um you know for two-thirds of it (laughs) I guess if we break even on the other you know the other two thirds or I'm sorry dominate for a third of it and you you break (laughs) even on the other two-thirds you're okay right if all those guys are going to play 20 minutes together you know at least those 20 minutes are in your control for the most part
4: Uh, (laughs) Jay Zawoski, bad at fractions oh
3: I was told there'd be no math that's why I signed up for (laughs) podcasting um but but you know what I'm saying it's It's beyond that. Those top guys, even Alex Brinkett has dropped off in his consistency and his scoring. Nick Schmaltz has not gotten it going this year at all. We're not going to keep beating that dead horse. Um, We all know what the problem is there. Hopefully, it gets better. Um, I I just beyond those top three or four guys, there's just no scoring depth on this team. And yeah, the more time that goes by, the more time I wonder if it's time to give Dylan Secura a look. And I I don't think he's going to come in here and change everything. But it gives you another scoring threat uh, and another offensive threat on the bottom six, and and I think, you know, you've got your Martinsons and he's he's played pretty well, made some big hits that have made plays. So I, I like him. John Hayden, who I, I thought might thrive under Cowan, has sort of he started okay, and he sort of dropped off lately. I'm just ready. Boy, that to give, sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm just ready to give someone else a look. It's time to give somebody else a look here. I'm frankly surprised that Jeremy Colleton
4: hasn't been clamoring a bit more to get somebody up from his roster from Rockford. I mean, he obviously is intimately familiar with these guys. He's very familiar with the games of guys like Dylan Sakura, uh, guys like Victor Edsel, I'm sure would be, you know, potentially a decent upgrade if they were to come up here. Matthew Highmore, I know, just had surgery, so he's going to be out for a while, but it would have been maybe a guy like him getting a look. I feel like at some point, the Blackhawks definitely need to kind of get some fresh blood in here, if for nothing else, to get kind of like that Alexander fourteen treatment, where they can kind of get some speed going, get the puck moving, and just give themselves a different look on offense.
3: Boy, for, I'm glad you mentioned him. He does have speed. There's no doubt about it. But it feels like nothing ever comes of it. Like he'll it, free, mm-hmm. he'll like win a race to a puck and free it up, but then like nothing happens. And that was sort of what I heard about him when I was excited about him um during the preseason I saw him during uh prospects camp and he was like by far the best player on the ice and I said to my guy like wow you know he Fortan really looks good he's really you know dominating out there in drills and he looks great like yeah he's fast but once he gets to top speed he can't handle the puck and I think we're kind of seeing that a little bit and speed isn't very good if you can't do anything with it Victor Stalberg
4: about to say, there is a guy that I can think of right off the top of my head that was exactly like that for the Blackhawks. And, yes, it was the infamous Victor Stahlberg, who – where is he even at now? Do we know? I think he's overseas. He He probably is. I know that a lot of guys who used to play on the Blackhawks, your Kyle Beaches of the
3: world are all
4: overseas, but I
3: wasn't sure what
4: had happened to him.
3: Well, he was very handsome, but not very productive. (laughs) Boy, this, I, I've been, been crazy as that before. <laughs> yeah, we can relate, right? Yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: <laughs> well, look, before we move on too much here, uh, we are one week away from our Puck Cancer event at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. That is Tuesday, November 27th. Uh, go to madhousepod.com slash events to buy your tickets. Tickets are 10 bucks. And I want to update here as we're a week out. We are going to inundate you guys with this crap until this event happens. So just deal with it. It's almost over. If you've bought your ticket already, like Gin Jin Burger, we are thankful. We are appreciative. Can't wait to see you there. But here's here's the rundown of what we got. And again, tickets are 10 bucks. That enters you for the grand prize. The grand prize is an autographed Stan Makita jersey, courtesy of Triple Threat Sports. The Blackhawks have given us four club-level tickets to the Hawks-Predators game on January 9th. That's the grand prize, the Mikita jersey and the four club-level tickets. Then, the $1 raffle items that you'll be able to buy on-site at Rabbit Brewing. Uh, four different copies of NHL 19, two for the PS4, two for the Xbox One, so lots of chances to win that. We have a autographed Mitchell Trubisky draft hat and an autographed Kyle Fuller mini helmet, both of those courtesy of your first-place Chicago Bears, my friend. We have an autographed basketball signed by the 2018-19 Chicago Bulls team courtesy of the not-first-place Chicago Bulls. <laughs> a tour of the 670 The Score studios for you and a friend. A tour of the Cubs broadcast booth and tickets to a future Cubs game courtesy of Len Casper and 670 The Score. A pair of scout seat tickets to a future White Sox game courtesy of my uncle John Zawoski. Another pair of Blackhawks club-level tickets to the game against the Montreal Canadiens. That's courtesy of Brian Wazaluski, my buddy from high school. A Madhouse podcast gift pack. The Wolves have sent over two sets of four tickets to the Wolves game of your choice. And our latest pledge, my guitar teacher, Greg Henkin. His name is Greg Overtone on Twitter. Find him two months of free guitar, bass, ukulele, or studio training lessons. That's a $200 value, courtesy of Greg Henkin. So all those prizes are available for you at Rabbit Brewing. So again, the ticket madhousepod.com slash events that gets you in the door and entered into the grand prize raffle then all those other items they're one dollar per ticket one dollar per entry we're trying to raise money for my friend andy whose wife meredith passed away back in may after a uh short but difficult battle with cancer just months after giving birth to twins uh, andy needs our help we are well over two thousand dollars raised already so thank you that's before the event even takes place So we want to see you guys out there on the 27th at Rabbit Brewing. And we do want to thank Triple Threat Sports, of course, for supplying the Stan Makita jersey. You know Triple Threat is the place to go to get your Hawks jerseys, your Bears jerseys, anything authentic you want. Triple Threat has it, but they're also the place to go if your team needs jerseys or outfitting. So visit them, triplethreatsports.com, or email chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We'll be right back with more, including... A milestone birthday for a legendary Blackhawk. We'll be back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
1: Okay, so you didn't hear it from me, but you can find some amazing deals on activewear at Kohl's right now. I'm talking major brands. Like, it almost seems too good to be true, but it's not. I got some super cute sneakers from Adidas, and the Nike tee I got for my daughter was 25% off. And not to brag, but I also earned triple rewards with my Kohl's card. So you know I'm going back for the Fitbit Versa 3. Or will I get the Under Armour leggings? Select styles Kohl's Rewards members earn double or triple rewards February 24th through 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.
4: Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, where we have been discussing the Blackhawks, both good and bad. Lots of crazy stuff happening with them right now. But before we get too much further into the frivolity and proceedings, Jay, I wanted to play a little game with you. I did find out where Victor Stahlberg currently is playing hockey. He played 56 games in the Swiss League the last couple of years, but now is in the KHL with Amsk Avangard. He has played three games, one goal, one assist, according to hockeydatabase.com. So Jay Zalowski, can you name me the six NHL teams that Victor Stahlberg played for in his career?
3: Uh, Chicago, Nashville yep toronto
4: yep that's three
3: uh new york rangers correct um crap hang on hang on i think i think i'm out after that
4: he played with your special boy Tavo teravainen with the carolina hurricanes of course he's a former hawk he has
3: to do that as
4: a score scored nine goals in 57 games with the hurricanes He also played a grand total, whopping total, 18 games with the Ottawa Senators, scored two goals and had two assists. He also appeared in 17 postseason games with the Senators the year that they made it to the Eastern Conference Final, where they lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was on that team and actually appeared in 17 games in the postseason.
3: Wow. I have no recollection of Ottawa.
4: I have no recollection of Ottawa either, and frankly, I'm sure Victor doesn't either.
3: <laughs> There's not a... Never mind. He's just so handsome. Anyway, uh, we he's, mentioned before... by the way, 32 years old, in case you wanted to feel old again. Well, nothing's going to make me feel older than this. Uh, today, uh, November 19th, is Patrick Kane's 30th birthday. Whew, boy, and I know like, this is the thing. Hey, you want to feel old? Burr, here's something. Th- this truly 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 makes me feel old like he is at the tail end of his career and I remember him entering like that feels like yesterday when Patrick Kane came into the league but when you look at it he's played 12 years in this league he's been playing a long time it's it's really I don't know like it it feels like yesterday but at the same time I can't remember the Hawks without him does that make sense like it's just kind of Jeez, it's been such a long and productive 12 years.
4: Well, that's because you've only been a fan of the uh, Blackhawks for the last 10 years.
3: You right. weren't a fan before that. Correct. <laughs> that's true.
4: How many how many playoff games do you think Patrick Kane has played in, by the way?
3: Oh, God. I, I mean, I have no idea.
4: I'm 127. Wow. So he's played a season and a half worth of playoff games in his career.
3: That's incredible.
4: It's nuts, right? Like, it's so hard for me to even, like, fathom that. And the best part about it, he's a point per game player in the postseason. He's a point per game player in the regular season. He's a point per game player in the postseason, too.
3: That is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And we have seen, and most of Chicago, I would say, even those people that came on late, have seen the bulk of his career from start to finish. And, well, it's not over yet. But, and there's obviously. It doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon either, by the way. No. I, think he, I saw a quote from him today where he said he fe- thinks he feels better now than he did when he was in his early 20s. And I have the a couple ideas. He's <laughs> not drinking as much. Well, yes.
4: See, yeah, I went there. I shouldn't have. <laughs> No, you
3: should have. That's absolutely <laughs> – I'm sure that's what it is. He's, you know, I, I, I'm I going to hesitate. I'm going to stop short of saying matured because last time we yeah. he heard that, he had a really rough summer. Yeah, God,
4: we don't we don't need to be going into the whole no. character redemption narrative with him.
3: No, but it seems like at least for his on ice, uh, he's been in the late in the latter years of his career, he's been more consistent game to game. You know, you're seeing uh, more of a complete effort. Look, the dude is an awesome hockey player. However, you feel about Patrick Kane personally, there's no doubting his talent. And I wonder if it's all said and done, if he's going to be remembered as the greatest American American born player ever.
4: Mike Madonna is now angry at you, my friend.
3: I would take Patrick Kane over Mike Madonna eight days a week.
4: Yeah, I would, too.
3: I mean, I know, like, center is more valuable and blah, blah, blah. But, look, Kane's got three cups. He is a difference maker every time he's on the ice. And Mike Madonna was a really good player. But, like, I never felt like Mike Madonna was a guy who struck fear in the hearts of his opponents. He's a really good player. There's no doubt about it. And a Hall of Famer, and he should be. But I never felt like, oh, God. The Hawks, they're they are playing the Stars tonight. Mike Madonna's there. It's scary. Eh. He's a good player that can hurt you if you're not careful. I never felt like he was a huge difference maker. Uh, Patrick Kane, every time he's on the ice, you see good defensemen sort of cower in fear and just kind of back off, back off, back off. Like, what's this kid going to do? And I can't really call him a kid anymore, can I? But, man, he's just a phenomenal player. And I do think by the time it's all said and done, he will have that title pretty firmly locked down uh, unless there's some massive slowdown coming that we can't really predict. But I mean, if he keeps at the pace, he's going, man, first bell. His,
4: his durability too, has been something that I don't think has been talked about often enough to be completely honest with you. You realize that the last three seasons he's missed a grand total of, or sorry, the last like three seasons in change he's missed one game. Like even right. Yeah. He's played 82 games. Each of the last three seasons, and then he missed one game this
3: year. That's that's something, man. And he was sick. That was like a legit flu. If you remember, yeah. that was was that the game or two games before Q got fired? Yeah, because yep. Q was fired after the Calgary game, and Kane yep. missed the Vancouver game.
4: And and Kane was talking about how he felt like if he had maybe played, like he could have changed something. Like it was that whole thing. It was really. It was so interesting to me to see that and go, good God, he's been durable. He's played 82 games six times in his career. That's
3: something. Six times. Well, and what, missed, aside from the, just the big injury, and aside from the big injury in 2013, 15. Which cup was that?
4: I believe that was the 20, or it was the 2015 cup. He missed 21 games with the uh, broken collarbone, right? Which enabled them. To trade for Antoine Vermette and to make all the moves that they made because they had put him on long-term injured reserve and they saved the money.
3: That was all a scam. Yeah, he, yep, he broke his it.
4: collarbone to just get the team some <laughs> extra cap space. <laughs>
3: exactly. Uh, Wow, 2015. Remember that? That was awesome. Let's live in that time. Speaking of Joel but- Quenville, uh, how about... How <laughs> about Q getting after it at the Bears game last night? God
4: dang it. That is like, <laughs> if he could be the new, like, Chicago meatball <laughs> mascot, I'm totally okay with that. I would much rather it be him than Mike Ditka. Oh, for that sure. Was a, that was epic last
3: night. Well, he's accomplished more and has a better mustache. But listen, like, I, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. I know I've mentioned it to people in the past. I did an event with Q in 2009, and we had an event at um, – cork and carrie on western like in beverly and it was just A, Q&A, like like an hour of questions and <laughs> a an Q&A. Hour. yeah <laughs> oh nice i like that um and then like an hour of meet and greet and he was down in shots and like smoking he was hanging out like people were into him and he was into it like joel is a joel is a salt of the earth dude like he is a regular guy like despite all of his accomplishments and, uh, you know, obviously his, his his fast ticket to the Hall of Fame and everything he's accomplished. Like, he's just a normal guy. You can drink, sit and have a beer with him and just talk to him. Quenville is as cool as they come. And, and, look, like, we were rough on him, you know, towards the end, and there were some struggles and stuff in there and some stuff we disagreed with. But uh, everyone likes to man Joel Quenville. I've never heard a single person have a bad word about Q.
4: Yeah, I mean, it it came across as so genuine. It really did. Like the fact that he was like taking pictures with fans and then he's down in shots and stuff. Like I'm kind of bummed out like they didn't like show him during the broadcast. Do you think he just stayed in the parking lot and partied?
3: <laughs> well, it's funny. The guy who hosted the tailgate actually hit me up on Twitter today. I think he was looking for some you know some exposure or whatever and I said like hey we'll put you on the show and he never got back to me but he said Q hung out for a few hours like he was there a long time and like taking pictures with people so that doesn't surprise me that Joel Quenville I met that night and things I've heard about him since it doesn't shock me I'm not saying he's like a big drunk party guy but like he's just a you know he's out with his buddies he's gonna drink remember the uh couple years ago in nashville they were out at, at like tootsies and he was just drinking in a corner of tootsies with his assistant coaches he's just a regular guy like a lot of these guys are but i think like q especially is just kind of yeah whatever let's go out let's have a couple beers let's uh drink our stress away and and be happy you know again not a lust or anything but just hey i go out and have a couple shots tonight james you do now and again yep. q's no different and that's awesome i love that about the guy
4: yeah, it was really cool, and it's cool to see that he's still in town. I was kind of wondering where he was going to end up, like if he was going to be back in the cabin in, like, Montana or Utah or with whatever the, uh, what it is. is it? The snow playing monkey?
3: Playing with the snow
4: monkey, yeah. <laughs>
3: I forgot about Until you mentioned the cabin, I forgot about the snow monkey.
4: Um, Actually, one of those uh, Twitter things was going around, like, the first letter of your last name and your birth month is like your superhero alter ego or something, and I or your minor league baseball team, and mine was James the Snow Monkeys, and I was like Joel Glenville would
3: appreciate this. If people don't know, (laughs) this was on I forget what this was, it was like one of the Stanley Cup uh, documentaries and uh, they showed Q like at his cabin in in, in, wherever it was, Montana, somewhere Um, and he has on the wall it's like a furry white, it looks like a monkey face. And he's like, oh, you know, for good luck, every time you come in my cabin, you got to kiss the snow monkey. And so, all right, people are like, cool, I'll kiss the monkey. And they come in and he reveals it's a deer's ass. Like It's it's like a deer's butthole that just, like, bears a resemblance to a monkey's face. So people are literally kissing the butt of a deer as they walk into the house. It's, it's uh, very funny. It, that's another story that, like, just a normal dude like you and I. Uh, yep. I love the road uh, to the guy. winter
4: classic show. He had it That's on, right. too. That's what it the, was. The uh, epic show, I think, before the Blackhawks played. I think it was the Capitals in the winter classic, if memory serves. I, believe, I think it was that yeah. one.
3: I think you're right. And that was it. That's where you're right. It was not the Stanley Cup DVD. Uh, well, that was the
4: year I had the uh, Q, the Joel Quinville F-bomb counter on my uh, NBC <laughs> blog. And it was one of the most popular Blackhawks things
3: I've ever done. Well, you could probably start a new one. Um, anyway, <laughs> God, yeah, that, that was great. We got to find if I find that video tonight, I'll tweet it out uh, from the show account at Madhouse Pod. Um, man, that's that was so funny. But what a great night just to take a little Bears departure. Like I remember two years ago at training camp saying I've never felt so little buzz for the Bears in my life. Like training camp was a dud. No one was interested. Everyone knew the Bears were going to suck. Like there was no hope for the future. And all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, even, like, at the end of last year, I don't think people were super fired up about it. But training camp, I think people like Nagy and people were getting hopeful about Trubisky. Then the Cleo Mack things ha- happened. And then since then, it's been insanity. And I think this win yesterday is just going to ramp it up to, like, just not 85 Bears lower proportions, but, like, 06. People are, ta- like, talking big about this team. And, like, when you look at it, there's not a lot of weaknesses I'm just I'm really excited for the this year and like the next three or four for the Bears. We
4: did threaten to do a Bears post game show last night, or at least I did. When you uh, mentioned on Twitter we weren't going to be doing one, I was like, "Yeah, let's just do a Bears one. It'll be great."
3: I was, dude. I have not been like full on sports meatball for a long time, and I was like fist pumping and like air clapping. Like I was going nuts during that game. That Eddie Jackson uh, pick six. I like. I lost my mind. Like I, I have not been that excited watching a Bears game in so long. I think I told yeah. you, like my fandoms because of my job. Like you sort of lose your fandom a little bit. I'm sure you feel that a little bit as well. But I still have it for Notre Dame, and I still have it. Like when the Bears are really good, I cannot turn it off. I just can't. It's just I love uh, good football. That's it. And the Hawks, of course, I will always love. It's just <laughs> they won three cups. I'm satisfied. You know. Do you have that same feeling? Like, you can't get super worked up about stuff anymore because they've already won three. Like, how, how bad can I get?
4: I'm kind of hot and cold on it. Sometimes I'm, like, really, like, objective and cool-headed. And then there's other times where I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. Or, God, what on earth are you doing? Like, I sent you a text message the other night you complaining sure about Nick Schmaltz.
3: <laughs> you sure <laughs> I was did. I just like,
4: that's not how you score. <laughs> it's you. like
3: where god, is he? god so this it's... is not how you score here what the bleep schmaltz is the text <laughs> i got from james
4: yep that's a direct <laughs> quote i was just was like i was over it at that point like i was like okay it's cool and then i just see him kind of skating around and it's just like do something why am i watching this like it's moments like that that kind of bring the meatball out but to your point Dude, last night watching Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks terrorize the Vikings, yes, I, as Dan Bernstein said, went full reptile brain. That's what ended up happening. You have to. Like, that defense is so fun to watch. It really just amps you
3: up watching him play. And Khalil Mack has this ability. I wonder if he's – this is a good question. I wonder if he's, like, trained in martial arts because he has this ability to sense when – the person that's defending him is off balance and he's like one finger pushes the guy to the ground like Riley yep. Reef. like if you're going through the top left tackles in football really ran off the top left tackles in football pretty much everyone is going to name Riley Reef in that group he manhandled him yesterday one hand is like shoved him to the ground ran him over and got the cu- it's unbelievable how, yep. That guy, every game, does something that amazes me. And Erlacher used to be that way, too. But with Erlacher, it was like, wow, look at the athleticism. Like, look how fast he is. Or, like, look how quick to the sideline he is. Mac is just like, I will get to the quarterback by any means necessary excuse me i'm getting choked up thinking about cleo mac <laughs> making me so happy but like okay if i had to go around you i will if, the, if i had to run directly through you i will you can't stop me you can only hope to slow me down for one play and you know the next play i'll be back it's amazing <sighs> i need to whew. we need to smoke
4: need a, a cigarette after talking about that
3: let's take a break oh boy by the way tomorrow guess where i'm going
4: uh I'm going to guess that you're going to a Wolves game tomorrow.
3: I am going to Marishka's tomorrow. Oh
4: yes, yes, Good. my friend.
3: I'm picking up the liquor basket that Joe Zadrolovich has pledged to our podcast event at uh, Rabbit Brewing MadhousePod.com/slash/events for your tickets, of course. Uh, Marishka's 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Uh, we talk about them all the time. They are our, what second longest running sponsor. Uh 604 Theodore Street, family owned and operated since 1933. I am already excited about the poor boy I'm gonna have tomorrow. And I told my daughter Addie we're going, she's like, I can't wait to have the mac and cheese. And my wife Hope is super excited. She, I don't know if she's decided what she's gonna have yet, but we're all very excited to go to Marishka's. It is long overdue. And uh boy, it's gonna be awesome. If you've never been to Marishka's, like I mentioned, the poor boy is what they are famous for, but everything there is good the steaks the seafood the chops uh the salads you like craft beer they've got a great craft beer menu everything you want is there for you at Marishka's, and it's a great place it's like an old supper club run with pride run with love for since 1933 for a long long time so go visit them at Marishkas.com or on facebook at facebook.com slash mariska's they're closed only on christmas easter the fourth of july and thursday don't go Thursday. It's Thanksgiving and they're closed. It's one of the four days of the year they're closed. So go visit them. It's M E R I C H K A S. If you want any info on any of our sponsors, go to madhousepod.com slash sponsors. And there are links to every business that supports us on there. When we come back, we will wrap things up and get to the emailer of the show on the Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast.
1: Okay, so you didn't hear it from me, but you can find some amazing deals on activewear at Kohl's right now. I'm talking major brands. Like, it almost seems too good to be true, but it's not. I got some super cute sneakers from Adidas, and the Nike tee I got for my daughter was 25% off. And not to brag, but I also earned triple rewards with my Kohl's card. So you know I'm going back for the Fitbit Versa 3. Or will I get the Under Armour leggings? Select styles. Kohl's Rewards members earn double or triple rewards February 24th through 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
2: For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's Steak Egg and Cheese Bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel, too thumbs up for mcdonald's steak egg and cheese bagel for breakfast love it mm. bah, 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 bah. i participate in mcdonald's
3: welcome back into the madhouse chicago hockey podcast you've heard us talk about our puck cancer event coming up at Rabbit brewing on the 27th but you ask yourself what's rabid brewing you keep telling us about rabid brewing rabbit brewing what is it well they just celebrated their one-year anniversary they're in homewood illinois and let me tell you if you are a true fan of craft beer, rabid captures the essence of craft more than any place I've ever been. Tobias is the brewmaster there. He comes up with these concoctions with these ideas for beers that you've never really tasted before. They always put a unique spin on their things. And yeah, of course they have their, you know, the the juicy IPAs and the uh, Russian Imperial Stouts, but the, my favorite, the Hemogoblin is the chocolate blood orange wheat. It's outstanding everything there is experimental everything there is uh, is new and and crafted and just delicious I love everything I've ever tried from rabbit I'm not a guy that loves every beer Um, you know I I I have the kinds I like I have the kinds I don't everything I've had there is really good Uh, aside from the great beer the tap room is just an awesome place to be it's warm it's inviting it's got a uh, gothic kind of a feel to it chalkboard walls it's a place you want to hang out it's a place you want to have fun. And whenever you go into Rabbit, you don't know what kind of experience you're going to get. And I mean that in the best way possible. There could be a metal band playing one night. There could be a singer-songwriter playing one night. They might be showing sumo wrestling or kung fu movies on the wall. On the 27th, they're going to be showing the Hawks and and, uh, Golden Knights. There's so many things to do at Rabbit. They've got board games all over the place. You can just hang out a great place to spend time with your friends spend time with your family while drinking some great beers so go to rabbit brewing because the time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales visit the southland legend rabbit brewing in homewood illinois and one last time okay probably not the last time but one more time madhousepod.com slash events to t- for tickets to our puck cancer event can't wait to see you guys there a week from tuesday on the 27th james before we took a break, or during the break, we discussed the Blackhawks' upcoming schedule and how it's not ideal. Well, the they
4: have five of their next six games are on the road, um, but there is good news. Of the first four games that they play, only one of them is against the team that's currently in playoff position. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals, whom the Blackhawks play Wednesday night. They are not currently in a playoff
3: spot. That's how I feel Did, about that.
4: That's <laughs> like, was that intentional? Is yeah, that I have really,
3: the go- I have the rap air horn on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our one sound drop. So get used to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. You know, we, we, there's a guy at my office who is a lifelong Caps fan, and since they've won, he has been the most insufferable piece of crap ever like I just want a truck to hit him not to kill him but just to take him out for a while so is it Shane Reardon it's not Shane Reardon Shane is (laughs) insufferable for other reasons it's Chad Feldman (laughs) but enough about that uh yeah so let's tell the fine people what's coming up on the docket for the Blackhawks then you and I can sort of make our hopeful predictions for uh, how they might fare
4: they play a game against Tom Wilson and the Washington Capitals on Wednesday my friend okay then they head to Tampa Bay. They go on a little bit of a Florida swing. They play the Lightning, who just lost Andre Vasilevsky, if I remember
3: correctly. I don't that is watch that game. not <laughs> ideal for them. I don't want to watch that game. <laughs>
4: it's, it's not going to be... be good, even without their starting goaltender. It's going to be scary. Yep. Then they head down to uh, Florida, and they play the uh, future Joel Quenville coached Florida Panthers. Hi, Dale Talon. Sup? That's a win. Then they come home and they play a game against the Vegas Golden Knights, which we will be watching at Rabbit Brewing for our event. Buy tickets, come win
3: stuff. Win because of karma, because we're doing a good thing.
4: That's right. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Then the big ones, the tough tests, the two road games that they are going to really have to fight and struggle and claw to win. They head to Winnipeg to play the Jets. And then they finished off that stretch of five road games and six games with a road game against the Nashville Predators.
3: Not ideal. Not... And that,
4: oh, and then they come home and play the Calgary Flames the next night.
3: Oh, boy. This, could, this, this is, I think without a doubt, this is a turning point. Like well, that's you... what we
4: said before they lost eight games in a row and fired Joel Quenville.
3: Well, and it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> we were right. But, I mean, they're still, like, within sniffing distance right now. They've snuck out some points here sort of in a sneaky manner over the last little bit. Um, but the, this this could be, like, the fatal blow to the season. And I hate to say that in, you know, the end of November. But they need to at least – I mean, they probably won't break even. But they got to be closer to even than – I mean, maybe go, you know, two and three or something. But – I don't know. They they got to get. I think they got to get at least four points out of this. At least four,
4: point, four points out of the next six games.
3: Oh, I was doing five games, but I,
4: I I think they have to out of the six. I think they need to get six. Like you can go three and three, and I'm okay with it because you do have the games in there against Tampa and then Nashville. Especially those two games are just horrifying. And Winnipeg's obviously a pretty solid team, so it'll be interesting to see how they play them. But, I mean, I think that Washington game I do think is winnable for them. Obviously, the Florida game. And then Vegas, just the the regression. It's like it finally hit them. And they even improved this off season. They went out and got Max Pacioretty and made some moves. And it just doesn't seem like the same zip is kind of there.
3: Well, this is something that you and I talk about all the time. And while we are believers in the metrics, the human element is something. And now that there's expectations, there's pressure. Anything the Knights did last year was gravy. No one expected anything from them. No one expected them to even be competitive. So they just went out every night We're like, screw it. Let's go. Let's, let's go win this game. And if we don't, no big deal. Now that they've shown something, now that they've shown they can win, there's some pressure and it changes things. It definitely has an effect. Like, there were expectations going into this year for the Golden Knights, and now they have to face them. And when you look at the roster... There's a lot of guys that were like, okay, they're okay, you know. There's no real studs on that team, so um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think they're better than they're playing, but they're not nearly as good as they were last year.
4: Well, they just they can't seem to get it going. Like they can't seem to like consistently start winning games. Their longest. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Their longest winning streak of the year is three games. Their longest losing streak of the year was the three games they played previous to that. And lately, they've just been all over the place. Win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, win. Like, they just can't get any momentum going, it seems like. It seems like they're starting to turn a corner, and then something happens and they just don't it's just it's been bizarre watching their season kind of start and stop and i'm really intrigued by that game that they're going to play next week against the blackhawks and i'm really looking forward to watching it with our pals over there at Rabbit.
3: that's going to be a great time madhousepod.com slash events ready for the email of the show
4: uh yes did you pick the
3: email of the show i actually did woohoo
0: Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod.
3: The email of the show is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com, barbecue, Cajun, Mexican. You love all that stuff, right? You're a human being with taste buds. If you're the one person that doesn't like any of those, you've got to like burgers You've got to like wings. Chucks has something for everyone, and it's all phenomenal. Every time I go there, it takes me forever to order because I want everything. And that's just not feasible for my heart or my wallet. So I need to pick an item or two that I just prioritize that night. Let me tell you, my go-to is a Saturday special. That's the Coach Nita Pabil. But some nights I'm feeling kind of basic, you're basic all right the fans of the good place know what i'm talking about you basic i'm devastated right now um the barbecue nachos nachos pulled pork cheese salsa unbelievable that's what i'm saying the cochinita pibil is this intense unique uh you know tough thing to make it's a crafty food and then you got the nachos covered in pulled pork and barbecue sauce and cheese chucks has something for everyone that's what i always tell you and it's true if you just want to drink, they've got a million beers as well. So go to Chuck's, visit chuckscafe.com, review their menu, Review. make sure you check the specials because that's where the magic really lives. Go to Chuck's Cafe, Burbank, Darien, do it. All right, we actually have two emails of the show. Um, one of them is very short, but it made me laugh. Uh, this is from our buddy Joe Cromwell, who sent at 744 p.m. last night, Cahoon did something that is all (laughs) he did he scored an empty
4: net goal he he beat that goal good
3: yeah he did it you're right good job all right next email of the show goes to jennifer kaufman who i believe is a new emailer i think so
4: yeah, I just assume
3: they're all new because, quite frankly, who would email us? We're bums. Good point. She says, <laughs> uh, I'm listening to your most recent episode. Now, that was last week. And admittedly, haven't listened to what went viral from Eddie O. That was Eddie Olchek sort of railing on the Blackhawks power play, which is all of what, two games or three games into Jeremy Calden's, uh coaching tenure. He, she says, as an out-of-towner that has to listen to the radio broadcast on the app most of the time, can we take a minute to acknowledge how great John Wideman and Troy Murray are? When I had to listen the other day, or to other play-by-play announcers in the playoff or other games I'm tuning in for, there are very few that don't bug me. I guess I've always assumed I was missing out on Eddie and Pat, but maybe not. Heck, this season I'm not missing much by not being able to see flopping defensemen and terrible turnovers on TV either. Thanks for your show, and join the extras, though I pity you for the season in which you choose to go hard on post-game episodes, etc. Thank you for the email, Jennifer. And yes, I think... Well, you and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. How great John and Troy are! God, I love John Weidman. He is just the best. He's man. phenomenal. And here's here's another little secret about John. John has like horrible sinus issues. So like during the breaks, he's like regathering his vocal cords, like he's picking them off the floor and like stuffing them back into his mouth so he can do another period. <laughs> it's really remarkable. Like he struggles in games to like stay where he can still talk and enunciate. Uh, he tells you everything that's happening. And the one complaint I've heard about John is from people saying, like, sometimes I can tell on the radio the goal's been scored and he's way behind in the call. Yeah, dude, he's way behind in the call because you're listening on radio and he's describing literally everything that's happening. As opposed yeah. to going, here's the draw, dumped into the Blackhawk zone, Keith retrieves, clears. No, John is telling you everything where the puck is, who has it, where they're standing who's on the ice he's giving you every bit of detail there is and Troy Murray is a phenomenal analyst of the game and one thing I really like about Troy is if things are bad he's telling you they're bad like he's not playing favorites he's not taking sides but he's saying like this is bad this is good he's not like your typical uh Homer announcer who's not going to be critical I love what, what the broadcaster Troy Murray has become he's worked his ass off at it and I don't think there's much of a doubt that that is the best hockey radio crew in the in the league I can't think of anyone better than that.
4: Oh, you're not a big fan of uh, what's-his-name, Jack Edwards out in
3: Boston? Oh, that guy can shampoo my crotch forever.
4: (laughs) I don't think anybody needed to visualize that. Thanks a lot, Jack. Well, guess what?
3: They just did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we put that image in your head, we want to thank you all for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Okay, last time, we're a week away, Tuesday, November 27th, Rabbit Brewing, Puck Cancer. Come raise money for a good cause. Have a great time. Win awesome prizes. Drink awesome beer. Hang out with James and I and Ging and Burger. He's gonna be there. I don't know if that deters you or not. MadhousePod.com slash events. Come see us. Visit us. Thanks for Rabbit for sponsoring. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris at 708-478-6090 Marishka's and crest hill family owned and operated since 1933 and Chuck's southern conference cafe with locations in burbank and darien visit chuckscafe.com we will be back wednesday night with a post-game show one of us will both of us will some of us will but we'll be back we'll talk to you wednesday on the madhouse chicago hockey podcast
0: This is Brad Milky of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents the Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the
4: stadium. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. You mind if I just...